world. Hello, America. It's the Two Trophy Dads Podcast. Coming to you live from the Bradshaw Palatial Estates. Not the Thomas Palatial Estates, but the Bradshaw Palatial Estates. Because as I'm recording right now, Trophy Dad Dave is in the heart of teaching a valuable, valuable lesson to his high school kiddos. I'm back again by myself to tell a great triumph story that I had last week. As many of the listeners know, last year, my girls who run cross country ran in a race that is a fundraiser in our local town of Corbin called the Nibrock Two-Miler. Last year, most of the dads of the runners ran this race. And of course, I didn't. And as they were getting ready to race, my youngest daughter looks up to me and says, Daddy, why aren't you running too? All the trophy dads know that look that your daughter can give you knows how my heart felt at that moment. Like, oh no, I've got to fix this. Before I could put my brakes on with my mouth, over my mouth, I said, I'll run it next year. Big mistake. Big, big mistake. I had to cash in on writing that check from last year, last weekend. Honestly, I was doing pretty good training for it last October and September. I was actually getting in some pretty decent shape running. And then around December, I got the flu. And not what these ladies call the sad man's flu and all this, where they just make up stuff. No, this was the put you in bed flu. And ever since that moment, it was like I just could not get back in the shape that I wanted to be. So... And it's mostly my fault. I hum hauled around. And by the time this race was this weekend, last weekend, I could run about a mile without stopping. And then I could, would have to stop some. Been doing a pace where I run three minutes and off and walk one. And so that's pretty decent for me. And so I knew any chance of catching my girls or any of my buddies was non-existent. There was no chance. Just hopefully the old lady would not pass me that I know who walks and stuff, not to be embarrassed. I just told everybody, I said, listen, my goal is to finish under 30 minutes, which honestly is good for me, but it's awful. You know, like the winning time was probably like 12 minutes. Here's the good thing. I had, of course, the good doctor was running it, and I'm nowhere near the runner he is. He's not great, but he's decent. And so I knew I would not be able to keep up with him, so I had no shot of that. But I do have a friend, and we'll just call him the farmer man, who we didn't sign a contract, so... I can't really hold him to it, but there was a verbal agreement that he was going to run, walk with me, so that way I wouldn't be the only guy running by myself at the end, okay? For three weeks from cross-country practice until the event that took place last weekend, Farmer Man's like, yeah, we'll, we'll run together, we'll stick together, and I won't leave you hanging. Wrong. As we get to the race, I notice that there's a ton of people. And it's like in this, imagine a house with just a hallway and a bunch of people. That's what this road looked like. And it started under an underpass. And so I'm thinking, there could be 400 people similarly die today in front of their eyes. I'm nervous about that. Anyway, I've coached in front of a thousand, of peop a thousand people before and not been as nervous as I was getting ready to run this race because it's one thing if you're prepared and you know you have the conditioning for it and know that 
you can do it. But if you're not prepared, it's sort of like taking a big test and know you haven't studied as good as you should have. But you can probably skirt by and it won't be too bad. But this one, I knew I was going to get an elf and, and not even a C. The race is getting closer and closer to starting. The good doctor, I know he's up there with his girl because he can hang with her for a little while anyway. I was expecting the farmer man to be with his daughter, but then to hang back and let me catch up. That was the unwritten rule verbal agreement with the farmer man. And so I'm thinking, okay, it'll be great. I'll have a sidekick. And as I turn and look where I'm at in the back of the pack, I see a gentleman probably in his 60s who has a stroller pushing his granddaughter. Okay, what I don't want to happen is this man pushing a stroller with his granddaughter in it, finishing before me. Because, for lack of a better phrase, that would be embarrassing. And I'll get to that in a minute. So the race starts. Of course, everybody starts out flying. Good doctor and his daughter, they're gone. Nowhere to be seen. My daughters are gone. They don't even want to see me because they know where I'm going to finish. And then I see the farmer man and his daughter. They're running a pace. And I start out slowly like I always do. The volcano rolling. He is just cheering me on, screaming and yelling, just like a great son. It was awesome. Prince Chastity screaming, yelling. Good doctor's wife screaming, yelling. They're like, okay, Alan started, but he may not finish. I get to the first turn, about halfway to it, and I see Farmer Man and his daughter making the turn. And I'm like, there's no way I can catch him. I am on my own. So I look and I see the older gentleman pushing his daughter or his granddaughter in the stroller. And I'm like, if I don't beat him, this is going to be an utter failure. And then I see two of my students from last year, by the way, who are third graders. <laughs> so they're eight, nine years old. I'm like, if I don't beat them, I'll be even more embarrassed than I was if the guy in the stroller beats me. So we run, and I do pretty good. I run about three-fourths of a mile, and then I start huffing and puffing, and I know my not going to make it much farther before I have to stop. I see one of my students, and I'm like, see you, sucker, as I pass her, just kidding around, and she's laughing. And then the other one decides to pass me while I'm walking. And we continue to do this about three or four times, as I probably had to stop about three times, and I walked about 30 seconds, and I thought that was tremendous for me. As I get to about the halfway point, I see the farmer man's wife, and she's screaming and yelling for them. I'm like, well, they might be in a close shot, but no. He is nowhere to be seen. And I'm like, dude, where are you? You're not helping me at all. He decides to run like a marathon sprinter in the Olympics or something and leaves old daddy Allen back here to hang the little kids section. Farmer man's wife says, you'll catch up. He'll fall behind. No, that was farthest from the truth. I think she was just saying that to make me feel better. And so as my lungs are about to blow out of my chest, I decided to try to speed up to catch somebody. And I finally catch up to my third grade student again. If I don't finish past her, uh, this is going to be awful. I had to stop and walk. And of course, who do I see in the corner of my right eye? But it is the 60 something-year-old man pushing his granddaughter in the stroller. 
So not only has a good doctor smoked me, not only has the farmer man just stabbed a dagger in my chest by not hanging back and uh, making my pace awful, I now am getting passed by my third grade student. And then to add insult to injury, the old man pushing the stroller with his granddaughter in it. You know, I don't know what combination can make me feel any worse than that combination, except I dig deep. them all again i'm like i can do this get to the top of the bridge on the final stretch and it feels like my lungs may come out my nose holes i am so tired and just about to die i mean i literally if i had my phone i might have called 911 but i know at the end of the race there is going to be like 300 people who are going to see me walk or run to the finish line. So I decide as I get to the top of the bridge, I'm going to walk, save energy. That way I can bolt around the corner. And that way those people will think that I ran the whole race and at least had some energy <laughs> to finish the race. As I was walking, of course, the old man in the stroller pushing the girl decides to pass me. And at that point, I'm like, you know what? Let him have his joy because I don't have it in me to chase him down again. After we pass each other six times, I'm like, go ahead, dude. On the seventh time, you can have it. However, I do see my former student in front of me, who, by the way, is a third-grade child, and I'm like, I have to beat her. I've got to beat her. Or, and But what we were doing is I was pushing her to finish because we were on about the same pace, and I was just hoping that she would finish but I was going to make her earn it. To get around the corner, and I finally save up some energy, and I take off like a bolt of lightning, and she starts hammering because she knows I'm coming behind her. I said, I'm going to catch you, I'm going to catch you, I'm going to catch you. You better run, you better run. And at the end, I let up, and she finishes. In front of me, I stumble across the finish line, but you know what? Yo, Adrian! I did it! Yo, Adrian, I did it. I finished it and then belly flopped onto the sidewalk after it was over. Decided to put my lungs back in my chest as I almost passed out from running, walking the two-miler. But I was proud of myself. People were beginning to wonder if I would even finish. I heard through the grapevine that the conversation was not, hey, I wonder when Alan will finish. I wonder if he'll finish because, folks, I not only finished 10 minutes behind everybody, I finished like, 15 minutes and so but I did do it and I did finish and here's the funny thing I finished fourth what I said fourth in the third grade division because I finished behind three three of my students but miraculously in my age division I finished third and here's what I think I think there was only three people in it and they just felt sorry for me and said oh, let's just give one to Alan because it was his first time after it was over. I announced my retirement from the uh, marathon business because I do not want to subject myself to that torture anymore. I know some people enjoy running and love it, 
This old guy does not love it. I told everybody I think next year I'll stick with tennis and play in that tournament because the idea of doing that to myself again just doesn't seem too pleasant. But here's the thing. You never, never know what you're going to do for your kids when you're a trophy dad. It all started from a look that I got from my daughter. And it is amazing what those little looks will do to you. Just like the cat I talked about. The cat would be gone out of this house, except he has a cute face, and everybody loves the face. And sometimes that's just hard to overlook. That's why I did the race, because I just said yes. I did pay for it. I did finish and I did announce my retirement. Until next time, America.